Hi, my name is Rick Brown. I'm the Director of Product Management for Adobe Acrobat. We're at Adobe Systems today, and what I want to do is give you a quick preview of Acrobat 8.0. It's a product we're just announcing. So the first thing I want to do is go ahead and launch the product. And uh, one of the first things I want to point out is this whole idea of a task-based interface. What we're trying to do, you know, we're really targeting that knowledge worker whose key goal is mean time to productivity and really doesn't have a lot of time or interest in investing a lot in learning a product. So you launch it, the first thing you get is getting started help. It really points you to the major functional areas of the product, the types of things you can do with forms, review and commenting, or even online meetings. And if I close that help file and you look up here at the UI, you can see that we basically have uh, redundant information in what we call the taskbar. So it's really all about tasks. How can I get tasks done? And really the tool area here is really minimized so that when you first launch the product, you're not overwhelmed with a lot of tools and it's very clear what you can use the product for. Now that being said, if you want to, you can go ahead in here, you can add lots of various tools, you can customize the UI if that's something you like to do. One, one of the first things I want to point out is that um, key thing that's important to our customers is what we call document control. Um, increasingly, people are distributing information uh, electronically, but they're not perhaps as aware of the fact that once you go out into the electronic world, there's sort of different rules about information. There's metadata, there's things you might not be aware that's there, etc. And in fact, if we look at this sample file here, you can see, I'll just bring up the document properties, we can see that it was created in Word, and it looks like what the author did here is wrote it in Word, used some tools in Word to obscure some of the, uh, the text here, and then converted it to PDF. And uh, the problem with that, unfortunately, is that the text is obscured, but it's in fact still there. So if I, if I select that text and copy it, I could then uh, paste it into any random text editor, and you can see that all that information is in fact still there. So what, one of the new features of Acrobat 8 is that we've added uh, a redaction tool. Redaction is the ability, well, I won't explain it, I wanted to show it to you. So now I can take the redaction tool here. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to select some text on the page. And what I'm doing at this point is I'm making an annotation on the page. And as I roll the cursor over it, it gives me a highlight of what that will look like when it's redacted. Um, although I haven't officially removed that information yet. If I want to, I can go ahead and I can change some of the properties of it. So maybe I want to make that red instead. I can associate text with the redaction, like an industry standard redaction code and uh, go ahead and make some another redaction. You can see that. This, as you can see, is a 23-page document, so I probably don't want to go through manually and um, redact all that information. So it's integrated with our search tool, so I can look for a, a common phrase or word in the file. So I've gone through this 23-page document in a few seconds, found uh, a common word in the file. I'll check them all and mark them all for redaction. Now at this point, I haven't really redacted the information, but I can go ahead and apply redaction. At that point, I will permanently change the document and not only visually obscure it, but also remove it as well. Now we also pointed out that there's metadata in this file. So if we go back up to, let's say, the, the main page there, and I look at the document properties, we can see that when this file was created in Word and converted to PDF, we brought over some of the, the standard metadata information. But there can also be custom metadata properties in a Word file. You can see that there's some right there, such as email addresses, et cetera. So I probably don't want that going out with my uh, file that I distribute publicly. So I'm going to go ahead, examine the document, 
And now Acrobat goes through and looks for information that's probably not visually obvious to me, but might still be in the file. Uh, things like metadata, hidden text. Hidden text could be things like white text on a white background. Not obvious to me, but it could still be searched for, it could still be extracted. So I can then go ahead and I can remove all that information. So those are a couple of the new features in Acrobat that give you more control over your electronic documents. One other thing I want to show you is this idea of combining files and creating what we call packages. Interesting thing we've seen in our customer use cases is that often when I'm distributing documents electronically, I'm not sending one file, I'm sending multiple files. I'll give you a use case. If you look at an engineering use case, let's say architecture, engineering, and construction, I need to send you an RFP, I need to send you a Gantt chart, which is a schedule, I need to send you a table of specifications and other data, I need to send you some large format engineering drawings, right? So people like PDF because that allows them to take lots of different document types, concatenate them into a single thing that I can distribute as one common format that everyone I know can consume, right? So you've been able to do combinations of things in PDF for a while. What's new in Acrobat are a couple of things. One is that we have this new combined files UI, which makes it really easy for me to do things like uh, take individual files or even entire folders of files, bring them into this user interface. I can look at these files. I can even go through here and preview them and kind of make sure I got the right file. I can pick a page range. Let's say I only want pages one through three here. You can see I have a spreadsheet here, so if I wanted to preview that and pick only a subset of the worksheets in that spreadsheet, I can do that. I can move the order of the files around. I have various settings at the bottom here that allow me to change the file size or the quality of the package. I go ahead and click Next. Now, an interesting thing here is that typically what you might think I do is I take all those files and merge them into a single PDF. And that's a perfectly fine thing to do, Although in this particular instance, what we see is one of these files has a digital signature. So if I concatenate that file with other files, I'm going to invalidate that signature. So we have a new feature in Acrobat 8, which is this idea of PDF packages. And best way to, I think, talk about PDF packages is to just uh, show it to you. PDF as a specification has long had the ability to basically contain other files. That's not necessarily new. What's new here is that uh, the UI for creating the packages and the UI for consuming with them and interacting with them. So if we look at the package UI here, what we see is that we have a manifest at the top here that I can, I can sort that around. I can uh, move these columns around if I want to look at these in a different way. Um, let me just move that back. Uh, there's capability for me to customize this manifest if I want. I can now go through. These are all individual files now in this package. I can put this on the side if I want. Now, why would I want to do that? Well, one thing is now I can go ahead. I can extract individual files from this package. But I can also do things like have uh, approval workflows. Let's say I was the uh, network administrator for this network diagram, and I needed to sign off on it. I could put a digital signature on this file. And then somebody else who was the project manager could go through and put a digital signature on the project schedule. And those digitally signed files could coexist in the same package in the action the action of serially signing them wouldn't invalidate any of the previous signatures. Now this packaging technology gets interesting because we can reuse it in a couple of different ways. One of the ways we can reuse it has to do with forms. So I want to show you some interesting things we're doing uh, with forms here. Um, so you've probably seen a PDF on, gotten it in email or seen it on the web and it looks like a form. Here's an example. This is an actual customer form. 
they would take this form, and you see here I'm going to go over some of these fields. I try to click on them. It's just flat. They're, these are not electronic fillable forms. Um, so this particular customer was in the, the staffing industry. They had a quarterly conference. They'd email this form to their customers. They'd print it out, fill it in by hand, fax it back, and then the data would get rekeyed twice manually, once into a customer database and once into an online service for um, uh, validating credit card information. So I'm going to show you what I want to do. I want to take this existing PDF. I want to make it fillable. I want to enable people with the free reader to fill it in, save the data locally, send it back to me, and then I want to aggregate and manage that data all electronically so I don't have to rekey things anymore. Let me show you how easy that is in Acrobat 8. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just start something in the background here while we're doing that. One of the things about Acrobat 8 is that we also ship uh, a product called Lifecycle Designer with it, which is a full-blown XML-based forms authoring tool. And I'm going to show you how you can use that in conjunction with Acrobat um, to make the creation of uh, electronic forms really, really easy. So you can see here I have the Forms Task button. I'm going to create a new form. I can start with a template. I can start with a scanned document. I can start with a spreadsheet. In this particular example, I'm going to go ahead and start with an existing electronic document. That could be a PDF file. That could be a Word file. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to browse for that file we just saw here, which was this one right here. Uh, it's going to bring that into Acrobat, so you can see that file we just had up. New feature in Acrobat 8 is this idea of auto field detection. So as you noticed before, there were no fillable electronic form fields in this document. We have some artificial intelligence that's going to parse this file, going to look for things that look like form fields. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. It's done. Just took a few seconds there. And now I'm going to pass this off to the Adobe Designer product. Before I do that, I want people to email this back to me. So I have a little wizard here that says, well, let's, let's uh, Add your email address. Everyone watching this video podcast now will have my email address. <laughs> Finish that and uh, go ahead. And here we are in Designer. Here's that exact same file. You'll notice that Acrobat went through, put what it thought were the form fields in there. So at this point, just in case we got anything wrong, you can do a little touch up editing, fix it up. So for example, if we look down here, we have a fax field. And if I look at the properties of that, it's a text field. So I can go ahead and make that, let's say, a, whoops not a button, or a numeric field right there. There's that email address, and I go ahead and save that file, and now I can distribute that to people with free reader who can fill it in and send it back to me. So I want to quickly show you uh, what that looks like. I'm going to quit Acrobat uh, Professional now, and we're going to go into, uh, into Reader. So here I am in the free Adobe Reader. You'll notice the thing about Adobe Reader is that the UI is very simplified, right? It's really about easily navigating, interacting with documents. We've really tried to maximize the amount of space you have in the UI for the document and not the UI itself. Um, so let me go ahead and I'll find um, that form we just had. And what would it be like if you had the free reader and you're going to open that file? So now you can see I'm in Free Reader, and the Free Reader tells me a couple of things. One, I can fill in this form, and I can also save the data that I fill in. You see that it's, it defaults to have all the different fillable fields highlighted, so that's very discoverable for me. And I can go in there, type that in, fill it in. I won't fill in the whole thing and submit it back to the person who sent it to me. And now let's flip back to Acrobat, 
and see what that would look like uh, when I get it back in Acrobat. So when I distributed this via Acrobat, Acrobat put a unique identifier in the PDF so it knows that I've sent it out to be filled in. And as I get those back, you would think, okay, well, what you have to do now is you have to um, save all the, I'm getting all these filled in forms back in my inbox. I have to save them out to a folder, et cetera, et cetera. Acrobat's smart about that. It says each time you open one, it knows that you sent it out. It's going to go ahead and append it to one of those PDF packages we saw, right? So I don't have to do anything. I just have to open it in Acrobat, and it takes care of it. And you can see if you look at the manifest here that each of the form fields in this has become a column in the manifest. So now I can do interesting things in, let's say, sort by state. So I can more easily manage this information. And then I can export the data to common file formats like CSV and XML so that then what I can do is go ahead and uh, open that data in things like a spreadsheet and do data manipulations there. So there's all that form data from that PDF package. And now I can start manipulating that data and analyzing it and doing other things with it, sharing it with other people. Now, one last thing I want to show you has to do with sort of uh, review and markup types of collaboration. So you can see the review and comment task button up there. One thing you can do today in Acrobat 7 is that we have this idea of reader extensions. When you saw a reader before, it was very basic UI. It was all about uh, navigating, consuming the document. I can go ahead in Acrobat, and I can do this in Acrobat 7 today, and I can put reader extensions in the file so that when you open it, you have features available to you that normally aren't in reader. So I can do that in 7 today. I can create a PDF. I can enable it to be commented on. I can send it to someone. They can mark it up and send it back to me. That's great. But there's a couple of issues there. If I send that file to a couple of different people, let's go ahead and just pick a file as an example here. Uh, we'll use this one right here. Um, let's say I send it to uh, Robert, and he says, hey, use the new logo. It should be green. And I send it to John, and he says, no, it should be blue. Robert and John don't know that they've just disagreed with each other. So how can I enable a work, uh, commenting workflow to happen where people are much more able to interact with each other? And how can I merge the kind of offline capabilities of PDF with some of the more online capabilities that are available to us via uh, the web and other kind of network types of uh, resources? So we have a new idea in Acrobat 8 called Shared Review. And what Shared Review says is, is I can create a Shared Review folder. This is a, a resource on the network or on the web that we all have access to. And what gets written to the Shared Review folder is not the PDF itself, because that can exist outside of that environment. That can be offline. I can get that via email or some other way. But all the comments I make and all the metadata about the review are written to this shared space. It's just an RSS file. And then what Acrobat does, and you can see here that if I add a new location, it can be a shared network folder, it can be a SharePoint workspace, it can be a web dev folder. And I'll give you an example of what that looks like. So if I sent this out for shared review, and we're going to switch back now again to the free reader. So let's launch that up again, and you'll see again there's the very basic reader UI. And I'm going to go to uh, my e email inbox, and you can see here I've got an email sent to me for shared review. And I'm going to launch that in reader, and it says, well, this was sent to you for shared review. Do you want to connect to that shared review workspace? I say, go ahead and connect. And now I get some metadata about the review that I'm getting via that RSS feed, right? I can see who's involved in the review. I can see what their role is. I can see if they've made any comments or not. 
So I go ahead and click OK. Let me maximize that window. You'll also notice now that the reader UI has changed. There's a whole tool set that's available to me that normally wasn't there. There's some information about how I participate in the review, and I'm going to go ahead and say, um, please go ahead and use the new green logo. I'm going to publish that to that shared space, and then I'm going to go ahead and close that file. And let's switch back to Acrobat Pro, and let's pretend now that I'm a different person in the review. And I'm going to open that same file and watch what happens. I'm going to connect to that shared space. I'm going to get that RSS feed. It's going to tell me that there's new information about that. I go ahead and click OK. And there we can see that new comment that got made. So now everyone involved in this review is constantly getting metadata updated about the review and constantly getting their PDF file synchronized with all the new comments that are getting placed on that shared review workspace. Now there's one last thing I want to talk about. And you noticed in Reader uh, and you noticed in Acrobat this idea of start meeting. And this is really how we uh, are starting to bridge the offline asynchronous collaboration capabilities of Acrobat with the online real-time capabilities of the product formerly known as Breeze, now known as Acrobat Connect. Um, the big news here, because Breeze has been available uh, for a while and is also available as both a deployed on-premise server and uh, a hosted service, is that we're really bringing this down market to the individual. And in Acrobat now, I can basically click on Start Meeting. Um, I can either, if I don't have an account already, um, I can sign up for one. In this particular case, I happen to have one. So I'm going to go ahead and connect. And I'm going to log in to um, my personal meeting room. So the neat thing about my personal meeting room here is that this is a static permanent environment. Um, I could put this as a URL on my business card. And now I'm able to go ahead and do some basic things. I can send out an email invitation and invite people into my meeting space. And I can share my screen with all those people as well. We also have support uh, for video here. In fact, let me do this so that I can do uh, short video conferencing with all the people in my meeting room. So there I am. And there's Robert as well. Say hi, Robert. And this is available uh, with the launch of Acrobat 8. It's $39 a month, or about $400 a year. And you can have up to 15 people participate in this meeting room at a time. Uh, do screen sharing, video conferencing, and we also have a teleconferencing bridge that's available. So now the individual can use a web-hosted service to do real-time collaboration, do asynchronous document collaboration, and that's all available through Run Product Line.